It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns VIP Lounge brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you know we're live here on YouTube. And if you are listening to this uh, on a podcast platform, be sure to rate and review because we greatly appreciate it. The Phoenix Suns defeat the Toronto Raptors 99 to 95. It was a little stressful, but a win is a win nonetheless. I'm Lindsay Smith. Thanks for joining us. And I'm joined by Saul, Gerald, and Espo. Gentlemen, how y'all feeling? Good. I'll take the W. I don't care how we get it as long as we get them. (laughs) If a win win happens in front of nobody, does it really happen at all? Yes. (laughs) All right. As long as it's the Suns who win. (laughs) (laughs) Gerald, how are you feeling? I mean, it was it was not pretty. When you give up 22 offensive rebounds in a game, it's hard to feel good about it. But Monty said it after the post game. It was a weird game, one of the weirdest games he's been a part of. And I feel like it was probably the same as a casual fan observing the game, too, because like even down the stretch when it was super close, it didn't feel like it was like a super exciting or intense game. Maybe it's just because the building was empty, but it was just a strange game. So take the W and move on to start the road trip. I tried to say before the game that, like, listen, like, no fans in the arena. If you've had fans in the arena for like basically all season, it's mm-hmm. it's a, it's a it's a different mood, and you have to adjust to that. And uh, it, but I, what I did love is all the unedited audio that you could start to hear on the court, which I absolutely love. I loved all the trash talk. CP3 calling somebody a mf'er. Like, yes, <laughs> give me all of that. I love it. Yeah, I loved hearing him yell at the end. I got the inbounder. I got the inbounder. All these things that uh, you know you don't usually hear. But my favorite part, thanks to our uh, well, I won't say thanks to who, but I had to use one of those uh, questionable links to watch the game tonight. Don't ask why. Uh, and but I got the in arena feed as part of it. So coming back from one of the timeouts, I heard. Join me in welcoming it. Uh, join me in congratulating Fred Van Vliet for winning the Eastern Conference Player of the Game or Player of the Week. And I'm like, join you? Who the hell is joining you? There's nobody in the stands. The sun sure as hell ain't applauding for this guy. Like, I, I know you, they got to go through the motions, but I'm like, come on. Like, 
It's like singing in front of your own mirror. What the hell's the point? Espo, he was asking you to join him in celebrating. He was like, all you pirates out there that are taking this illegal feed, join me in welcoming. Or all you bums that have direct TV. <laughs> League Pass also yes. takes the in arena feed on commercials a lot of times too. Yeah. So if you're watching on League Pass, you'll see that as well. But here's the thing: shout out to the Raptors for at least keeping their PA announcer and their mascot both employed, even though there are no fans in the arena, because we know back in the day that was an issue for a lot of teams. Yeah. So kudos to them for at least keeping letting back them keep in, their jobs. Back in and the day. in the chat and, said the the inflatable raptor espo they want him to join in <laughs> how dumb was that too they had like a 10 foot tall or the 12 foot tall inflatable freaking raptor for no reason there i think it was hilarious i thought it was so funny <laughs> I, I mean i like it i don't i don't get what the point is like who is he there for like for the smaller raptor to entertain him i don't i don't know who he's there for but i enjoyed it <laughs> We'll get to uh, one of the other Raptors uh, down the road, but uh, there's some there's some drama with Booker and, and the Raptors right now. It's just uh, kind of funny. So we got we're, we're pissing Leo. Ruin. <laughs> All right, before we go any further, let's get things started by heading over to the bar. Espa, what's our drink of the night tonight? I don't know. When Shane puts it on the screen, I'll let everybody know. <laughs> there we go. The drink of the night is the box out brew. Yeah, the Suns forgot to box out for most of this game until the very last minute, and a very nice rebound from uh, DeAndre Ayton on a missed, uh, on a purposely missed free throw to uh, kind of wrap up the game. Is that Chris Boucher on the bottle? Yeah, sure was, is. Yes. Since he had nine offensive rebounds by himself, good lord. Yeah, that was that was a rough one for sure. The Raptors finished with twenty-two offensive rebounds. The Suns had ten. So Boucher basically had the same amount as the Phoenix Suns did tonight. So shout out to that man. Awesome. 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 <laughs> what are your <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on uh the rebounding struggles, if you will, as of late? Ooh. I I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard. When you're sitting there, like with the Raptors, the Raptors just feel like a a little bit more of a pesky team than they are like. You know, uh, they're, they're fundamentally sound across the board, right? Um, and there's something to be said about being undersized and still being able to find your way to get rebounds because big men have trouble boxing out little guys. They do. Um, now, these guys are not exactly – it's not like the whole team is just Fred Van Fleets. I get that. But, um, you know, guys that are a little bit quicker, guys that challenge. And as a team, your, ment- your mental you know, focus when you know you're undersized is – you got to hustle to every single ball to give yourself as many chances as possible. The Suns need to adopt that as well. Uh, the Suns have not been good on the offensive boards, and I think it's mostly because of their their fundamental inability to box out, except when going for a loose ball on the sideline. Apparently, Devin Booker and uh, you know really hustling to get these rebounds. Yeah, rebounding isn't necessarily size, though, right? It's effort. It's it, it's skill with boxing out. I mean. Charles Barkley was all a 6'4 and was one of the best rebounders this franchise has seen. I think that they need to they need to dedicate more of their effort and their energy to it, especially uh, on that defensive end to prevent those second-chance points. And it just felt lazy tonight, sloppy at times, that they just weren't finding a guy and bodying him up. Like, 
half the half the battle is just keeping your guy off the board so somebody else can get it. Especially, I mean, EJ was talking about it on the broadcast with the with Boucher. Like, just put a butt on that guy and let somebody else try to get the the board. Yeah, you right. saw it on, on the corner three. Uh, Devin Booker, I think it was. Uh, oh, freak, I forgot what his name. Anyway, shot three, and Devin didn't even bother blocking him out. The ball hits the side of the rim, bounces back to the corner. He just goes right around and grabs the rebound. I'm like, that's the type of effort we're talking about. And and at that point, they have given up 20 offensive rebounds. Like Devin, clearly, you know your responsibility is to put a body on your man that you're guarding. Right. And we should point out the Raptors are a tough matchup in that regard. And ironically, going big was actually what kind of hurt the Suns on the offensive glass because they have some of the quicker, lankier, longer guys. And, you know, you look at Jalen Smith at the four. He had a great first stint in that first half at the four. And then suddenly they're giving up a lot of offensive rebounds because they're just getting beat to the basketball on some of those boards. Um, you know, it's not exclusively that there were a lot, there were some effort plays that the Raptors just beat them. It seemed like they wanted some of those 50, 50 balls a little bit more. So this is kind of a good game in terms of the Suns getting a win that they might not have deserved. I don't want to use the word deserve, but it felt like the Raptors kind of outplayed them and outworked them for most of the game. So the fact that the Suns only gave up 16 second chance points, despite giving up 22 offensive rebounds. Like they, they kind of got away with one a little bit tonight in that regard. And to your guys' point, they are bottom 10 in the league in terms of opponent offensive rebounds. So you kind of expect that from a starting five that's undersized. But you were hoping that if you're playing Jalen Smith at the four a little bit more, you got your centers back, it wouldn't have looked like that tonight. Raptors are just kind of a weird matchup in that way. I think Brittany in the chat, Brittany Price says, missed Cam Johnson tonight immensely. I think that plays a part into it because – when when Toronto goes smaller, you can't really counter with that right now. You don't really have a lot of options to to go with. So I think that that hurt them too. Is they had to stick with bigs. They're playing, uh, you know, Jalen Smith out of position. Yeah, I said it, Saul. So, uh, and and I think that that kind of added into it too. These rotations just, are just not where not Jalen specifically, but the fact that these rotations aren't where what where they've been they're still trying to figure out uh, stuff with the second unit because you know you've had cam johnson in, in the starting lineup then he's back now he's hurt now you're moving sticks in the four you're trying to figure out how things work i think that plays a part in it too ej went on like a four minute tangent in the game about why sticks should be a four i'm sorry but like if you don't believe he, he should be a four if you don't believe he should be a four then you need to re-examine it because he like EJ made the point that if he wants to stick around in the league for a long time, then the four is the position where he's going to find his spot because he's undersized for the center position. He is like, good, good job, Jalen. You were a center in high school and you were a center in college, but at the pro level, you were not. He was a power forward in college. That's why they drafted him. They thought he would be a four because of how he played at Maryland. He's not like he's, he's a five. He's not a four. He's not a five. What makes him a five? Show me what you've seen in him playing in the (laughs) NBA that makes him a four. There's not been a damn thing. What, what, listen, what is it? What has he done? Okay. So we got a couple, a couple double doubles or he had, you know, 16 points against the fucking Hornets. Like that means that he's a center. Like that does, that doesn't play better in that position. He had a little stretch right there in the first half where, he had five straight points 
get the three from the perimeter. You can see a glimpse of what they're trying to do with him in that little scenario. And EJ's point is right. Like, that's the way he's going to make his money in this league. He won't last long. Listen, he's not going to last more than three or four years if he plays center in the NBA. Period. He's not going to last more than three or four years, no matter where he plays. But you got to go with the potential, and he doesn't fit either position. You got to go with the potential. Look at Chris Boucher is a walking example of what we're talking about. He's a freaking four, and he's Chris Boucher is a lot quicker laterally defensively. He can switch positions. Jalen Smith doesn't have that kind of same defensive ability to guard on the perimeter against small ball fours. And he just looks his spot. He looks physically uncomfortable out there sometimes like he just does very weird things he's gonna look physically uncomfortable whether he's playing the four or the five then he shouldn't be in the league well that's the different conversation there buddy well you're you're bringing up well he if he's gonna make his money he should be a four well the point is he can't play four so if he's gonna actually stay at all he's gonna have to play five and he can't do it here in phoenix Four, four is his long-term outlook if he wants to play in the NBA. That's just what it is. I completely disagree with that. <laughs> I just want to go on the record as you guys are arguing not only against me, but now you are arguing against not only Monty, but now EJ no, too. Monty, like how Monty, many guys, Monty, Monty, Monty says said he's not a four. For you guys to finally get Monty on board literally said the four. he's not a four. Monty said he's not a four. He he's said his play best position is the five. Yeah, he's got to because of the way the roster is constructed, not because that's where he's best. That's where he's, he's best. Not he's, a five. he's a five. He's he is. not a five. He is. No. And, and EJ, hold on. I love EJ. But I'm not believing everything that EJ says because he's the same guy that basically craps on analytics, craps on the three, and he's a guy who made a living hitting threes. The so sons, I'm not going to buy sons, everything EJ the sons says. Are literally crapping all over the analytics as a team anyway? What are you talking about? No, they're not. No, they're no. not. How are they doing that? They're taking the most efficient shots. That's what analytics is all about. Chris Paul and Devin Booker are two of the best mid-range gunners in the league. But so the analytics will tell you three point shots are always going to outnumber the two point shots. That's what if no, that's what it's just like the shot. Oh, you guys drive me crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, mark that one off of your bingo cards. Saul went on a rant. I feel like this is like this is like the white is the dress white gold or is it blue black? Like this is what the <laughs> fuck this argument is. You, you know what it what what it is? It's You're pointless right. because right answer and a wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, what it is is it's pointless and it will be forgotten in a year or two because it's not going to be of any significance. Brian in the chat said Lindsay has the face of a kid who's about to have two Christmases and two birthday presents every year. Amen. Y'all better pay up big for this one. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have a question kind of going back to something Espo said before you guys all went downhill, um, the rotations. Do you feel like that is just a cause of all of the injuries, in and outs of players, Monty just trying to figure out what to do and how to do it in the best way? Or what do you think that is? I think the rotations are all jacked up right now. They're trying to figure it out as, as they go. Like, even in the first half, I sat there, the way DA was playing, I was like, bro, does this guy even deserve to play in the second half? Like, he looked out of it. He, and, and out of it, like, physically. He looked slow. He looked tired. Like, just really lethargic. And then in the second half, something happened. And 
he looked a lot more energetic and he was way more focused and he was into it. He he got a couple clutch rebounds, had some nice buckets down low. Uh, Chris Paul looked like he got his got his mojo back a little bit, got his energy back. He looked he looked quicker in the first half, looked quicker in the second half. And as you said, Espo, in the in the in the Slack before we jumped on here, if you got Booker and Paul, you're gonna be all right. <laughs> In yeah, that final I mean, minute I, I, and a half, sure. <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean, Chris Paul, it was kind of nice to see him have sort of a bounce back game from a scoring perspective. Um, he didn't have a ton of points, but 15 on 6 of 11 shooting, that's pretty solid. That's all the Suns really need from him, especially when he hits shots in the final minute like that. He got a little bit of a lucky bounce, but we'll take it. Okay. Um, and then Devin Booker, he was 3 for 12 until he hit that big jumper, so you know, you, you kind of want him to bounce back in one of these games coming up because this is the third straight game, I believe, that he's struggled from the field. Um, but all the starters figured it's finished in double figures. It's one of those things where they're just trying to kind of get back to like home base. Like they've had so many guys in and out again tonight. They're missing Cam Johnson off the bench. Like they just kind of want to get their full rotation healthy and get back in the groove. And I think with D.A., it's a conditioning type thing. You know, he didn't have symptoms while he was out, but he was still out for like two weeks and there's nothing like playing in games and, and getting that type of conditioning in. So I think in the second half, you saw him kind of like find his wind a little bit. And that's why he looked a lot more productive. And, and instead of just kind of the first half, it felt like he was like floating around. MCG Blue asked a good question in the chat talking about Cam Johnson missing the game. Um, he said, this may be a dumb question, but when a player com- misses a game, does that end whatever streak they had? I mean, if they aren't on the court, does that count against them stats-wise? And yes, it does. If they miss a game, they miss a game. That's the whole point of streaks. Um, I know it sounds it, it sounds like it should it should count like every game that he plays in, but uh, that's I guess that's just not how they count it. So, uh, by the way, guys, I'm I'm getting breaking news right in right now in from oh, Memphis. The Phoenix this, Suns are the best team in the NBA. <laughs> As the Memphis Grizzlies defeat the Golden State Warriors 116-108 tonight. Hey yo, way to go, Memphis. Memphis is tough, man. Yeah. They're they're a fun team, that's for sure. Okay, so since we were on the topic of Chris Paul, let's go ahead and continue on the topic of Chris Paul and name him our Draft Kings King of the Game. Because Gerald, <laughs> as you mentioned, he's got 15 points, 12 assists. He was seven or six of 11 from the field tonight. And he also had five steals. So congratulations to Chris Paul for being our draft king, king of the game. How is that crown staying on his head? That look on his face of just Just looking down, just that disdain that he has in his face, like because of Fred Van Fleet, man, I just, Chris Paul's funny as shit. We don't even have the best stat of the night is five steals on there, which will vault him. Way back into the uh, into the probably top three in steals per game. So probably, yeah. It's it's really nice to have Chris Paul um, and Devin Booker on your team, especially in the clutch. There, even if they're sometimes feel like they're in a little bit of a slump. And with that, I want to talk about Patrick's comment in the chat. They said it feels like Booker is either really in his head at the moment with his shooting, or teams are putting way more pressure on him. Question mark or Suns rotations aren't freeing him up. What do you guys think? I, Yeah, something's off with him. I don't know what it is. It feels like it could be the legs, um, but it's it's right. I, I didn't want to bag on Booker too much the last couple of games because people would look at the stats in the box score and they're like, well, he had 30. 
I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't the same kind of 30 that we're used to, right? It's just, it just didn't feel like he was dominant in those games. And tonight, uh, he was struggling trying to find his his groove, even missing some easy little bunnies that he normally makes all the time. So um, I, he, there's something off about him. I don't know what it is, but you know, hopefully he gets his mojo. Back. I I know what it is, Shane. Uh, let's throw that up uh-oh, here. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. Shane, let's throw that up here. There we go. Look at this. We got a breakdown. Kendall, one tweet. And since then, Devin Booker shooting no, no, nine no, of 28. No, no, no. no not the no, Kendall no, card. No, no, not the no, Kendall no. card. We are not throwing Kendall, sweet, <laughs> sweet Kendall, into the fire here on this show. She tries to help her man, no. and then he goes nine of 28 no, to the anchor. No, no, no. I'm not throwing her under the bus. You are. You're, it's your no. graphic. What are you talking about? You're not no. throwing her under I'm, the bus. I'm throwing Devin under the bus. Your girl steps up for you, no. introduces you to all these people who no. don't usually watch your game, all no. these you know young fans that love Kendall, that vote for you for the NBA All-Star, and you return with a nine of 28 two-game performance? Friendly Shame on on you, Devin. Friendly Shame. Fire. Friendly Fire is still fire, Espo. And you pulled the trigger. You don't do that. You don't do that to Kendall. I'm sorry. I just, I just want to point I out Lindsay's. For Espo. I just want to point out Lindsay's exasperated face during all of this discussion. Shame. Just like, Shame. oh my God. <laughs> I mean, we I got, just... I got, I got to change the bingo card to disappointed look on her, <laughs> in, her, in, her uh, in her category. I'm changing that. Uh, hello in the chat said sweet baby Kendall. You were going there, Saul. You almost you wanted to call her a sweet baby angel. I could feel it. I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but for real though, like what what do we think is the situation here in real life? It's not Kendall, obviously, but what is the real issue here? Because guys just, go through slumps. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just I just think it's a bad three game stretch like he's shot what is that 14 for 40 something over the last three games it's a rough stretch but like before that he just had a 33 point game on 50 percent shooting he had two he had a 38 point game and a 30 point game on 50 percent shooting a couple games before that boston travesty like he's just one of those guys that for whatever reason this season he's either been really hot or really cold. And I feel like getting back to equilibrium would be nice. He has missed a lot of shots that he just normally makes. So I feel like we're due for a progression to the mean here, especially on some of those mid-range shots, because he hasn't been as dangerous as he was on those last year. I think he'll find it as the season goes along, but we've talked about this so many times. The Suns kind of look like a team that they are very ready for the playoffs already. Like they know the regular season, this doesn't matter as much. So they're doing like just enough to get by in some of these games. I feel like once the playoffs come around, as long as they don't mess around with this on off switch too much, they'll probably flip it back on at the right time. We do realize Devin Booker got to the NBA finals while dating Kendall, right? Yes. Like we all understand that. So the Kardashian curse does not exist when it, when it applies to Devin Booker. So stop with that trash out there, Mac. Emmanuel saying Booker's all disrespect the first family of Arizona. (laughs) Manuel says Booker has been bricking since the sticks kid fiasco. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Espo's fault. That sticks kids bullshit is what got in his head. Blame me for all you want. I'm here to take it. I may not be the hero you need you want, but I'm the hero you need, guys. That's all I'm saying. A self-appointed hero. (laughs) 
if Devin and Kendall get married, are we really going to name them the first family of Arizona? I Is will that a name thing? them whatever I want to on this show. And I am saying they're the first family of the PHNX Suns <laughs> podcast, damn it. They're already royalty, all right? They are, they are royalty here. I'm not gonna have I mean, I'm not mad Kendall. at it. Sweet, sweet baby Kendall. <laughs> Okay, I do want to ask this question, and I'm not trying to play devil's advocate here or anything of this sort, but Coda in the chat said the way everyone went at DeAndre for his first half performance early is the way I wish some of y'all would go at Devin when he has a bad performance. Um, Do you feel like Devin gets let off the hook if he has a bad performance compared to DeAndre? Is it because... DeAndre has more to prove? Is it because he's younger? Like, what do you think that is that why just as a group, sometimes we see more being upset with DeAndre more than Devin on an off night? It's because let's, let's just, let's just say what it is. Okay. Devin got to this franchise when the franchise was mediocre and he was able to ease his way into, into son's hearts. And there wasn't really many, there wasn't high expectations when Devin Booker got here. You know, obviously no. not like DeAndre. So like DeAndre was expected to pick this team from the fucking cellar all the way to the top, like Luca did, uh, or at least try to. And so the expectations were completely way off for DA versus Booker. And because of that, Booker was able to kind of slowly establish himself. And because of his play and how good he has been basically his whole career, like he's had more good games than bad versus DeAndre it's been kind of 50-50 until the last year and a half and that's why the fan bases will let Devin off the hook I have noticed that and I've wondered the same thing like why does Devin get get the the easy way out I'm here to tell you like if they have a trash game they have a trash game I don't give a shit who they are well part of it is if Devin Booker had the kind of the not the attitude but the you know, his off-court demeanor and sometimes even on-court demeanor that that DeAndre Ayton had, I think he'd get the same crap. Oh, you don't take it serious enough. Where's the effort? Where, like, Booker gets mad, he's yelling, all those things, and and fans eat that up. Oh, he cares, you know? Oh, this, that. Until he gets to a tipping point. I think we're almost at that tipping point with Book where it's going to be like, you yell too much. You complain too much, but we're not there. But I think it's that's a big part of it is if DeAndre Ayton had Devin Booker's attitude, I think fewer people bitch and moan about him because, oh, look, he's putting the effort. He's going out there and he's fighting hard for those 12 rebounds he gets. And, you know, and look at that dunk he had. It was so vicious. Like in, And it changes a lot of people's minds because for some reason, that part of the eye test becomes more important than actually what they're doing in on the court sometimes. I'll try to be nice, says Jay. <laughs> personally, I, I feel like part of it is what Saul's talking about. Like Devin Booker is kind of viewed as like the savior of the franchise, the guy who came in, he was drafted 13th. And so everything that he's done, every progression that he's made in his game, like we've been following his career step-by-step step. with DA. He comes in as the number one pick and he's not Luca. And so you know, the expectations are going to be there for him in a way that they maybe weren't for book. I think it's also because they just do different things. Like the things that Devin Booker does, the shots that he takes, the skill set that he has, it requires a little bit more than DA's thing. DA's thing requires sacrifice, but his role essentially at the end of the day is set hard screens, roll hard, finish in the lane, 
And so, and, and defend. And so when he's not doing those things, it's easy to equate that with, oh, he's not trying hard enough or, oh, he's, his mind's not in it. Um, and in reality, that's not always the case when he's having an off night, like tonight we should cut him some slack. Like the dude hasn't played in two weeks, basically, except for last game and conditioning's always been a big part of what makes him effective. So, you know, not being able to run and play in games, it's going to take him a couple of games to get his win back and be able to do the things that he does at a high level. But I do think a lot of it with DA, when they hammer him for a bad game or a game where he's invisible or whatever, it's because the things that he does aren't like on a skill level as difficult as what Devin does. So when he has a bad shooting night, it's like, okay, yeah, he's taking tougher shots or whatever you want to call it. I think that's part of it, at least from my perspective. And like, honestly, like I love both of these guys. I'm so glad that they're both on this team. I do just think when Coda mentioned it in the comments, I do find it quite interesting, just the vast difference between the way that they are spoken about sometimes um, on Sun's Twitter. And uh, maybe I just wanted to bring it up because I don't like it. And I just well, want us to be happy with all of our players. <laughs> or most of them, at least. I, I think we put a little too much stock sometimes into what Sun's Twitter says and take that as the entire fan base. That is the most vocal of, of the fans, obviously. And that's not a slight. On, on anybody on there it's vocal on both sides uh, of things but i think we need to remember that's a subsection and not the entire fan base and and so i, I my guess is more fans than not have been happy with da's performance and they would get frustrated when book has a bad night too but we're seeing we're seeing the far ends of the spectrum when we base it on that i don't know you know it's funny you say that because you know i've like I, I, I will be out and about, right. Just randomly. And, and if, and if I tell somebody like what I do, they, and they bring up the sons, right. Inevitably 50% of the time, somebody's like, yeah, I wish that Deandre Aiden would just be, you know, good. Or he played hard or blah, blah, blah. Cause they heard this or they heard that, uh, or they just don't understand the game or what, what DA really brings to the table because he's not fucking Shaq and trying to rip down the rim every single five seconds. Like people are, are, are very, are very surface level when it comes to DA to me. Whereas with Devin Booker, you'll get a lot more fans that'll be like, oh man, Devin, if you look at his numbers and they break it down and they get really intricate because he's just Devin Booker and that's what we do. Like, I do feel like there's an unfair comparison between the two and they, and that DA does not get nearly the benefit of the doubt that Devin Booker does, but that's also predicated on Devin Booker doing what he has done through five years uh, versus what DA has done first uh, through his first three. Look, and I hate to put it like this, but, uh, it's because defense is the uh, Chloe uh, of the basketball Kardashian oh, family. It's just not oh, the no. sexiest, right? <laughs> hey, and, and he people, said it. Oh no! <laughs> and and people, people just don't have a problem. People have a problem with that because they don't want to watch defense. You know, we I think we brought this up yesterday uh, in our All Star discussion. Nobody wants to watch a defensive competition in all-star weekend because there's nothing entertaining about that. Right. And that's part of it as well. The, the strength of his game is a part of the game. People don't want to watch and give credit to. Uh, speaking of which, like last night, the national championship, all the Twitter haters out there in the first half. Oh, that was boring. First half and blah, 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 blah. And then in the second half, it got exciting because there was more points scored. Whoa. What just happened there? What? We didn't see anything. What's going on? Saul's having oh. audio issues, I believe. 
<laughs> well, while Saul figures that out, I can tell you guys about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. So counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team is victorious. All customers can also get in on DraftKings Hammer the Over promotion for every 5,000 bettors who take the over for Sunday night's Patriots versus Bills game. The point total will lower by half a point. Hammer the Over has hit zero every time DraftKings has run it. So bettors won when the first point was scored. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code PHNX and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PHNX this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Saul, are you good? Do I, do you, could you guys not hear that on your end? No. So like my mic or my headphones just went ape shit. It was just like. <laughs> and I was like. Thank you for oh that. God. Apologies to anybody listening to this yeah. with headphones on. We're going to we're gonna send Saul to HR for that one. Because that was just. Uh, just Saul, send me to me. Cool. Please awesome. report yourself. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, Saul. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Manuel in the chat said the Sticks kids cut Saul's mic thinking it was Espo's LOL. Yeah, it must be the Kardashian curse. Maybe. Who knows? Um, All right. So let's head on over to our quote of the night because this was a situation tonight that was quite entertaining. I'm not going to lie. Espo, you want to tell us about this one? Yeah, so the quote is, ball boy trying to earn his money. I get it, Eddie Johnson. <laughs> this happened late in the game. Devin Booker's at the free throw line looking to extend the Suns' lead, and he kind of hits hits the front of the rim, hits the back of the rim, then points behind the basket and starts complaining to the ref, saying, oh, somebody's throwing their arms up, all right? So EJ, <laughs> they're here in Phoenix. They're not in Toronto. They haven't been traveling. So the broad, EJ assumes it's like a ball boy. Turns out it was actually the Raptor mascot that was standing behind the hoop, waving his arms at Devin Booker, which is uh, what are the rules on this? Because that's so, what a mask mascot does, right? I saw somebody on Twitter said that in an empty arena, they're not allowed to do that. So then what's the which, point of having him there? Give the guy the night off. Well, maybe he <laughs> wants to get paid, Espo. Well, what are you paying him to do? Stand there and sweat to like in a suit? Like, Listen, if he can't do matter, that, as this, long this, as he's getting paid, that's what this, matters. But if he's not allowed to do it per the rules, then he can't do it. So Listen, I don't blame Devin for being upset about it. This is exactly the kind of thing that we let Devin Booker slide on that we should not let him slide on. And he's getting roasted on Twitter because of it. Like, what are we? What are we worried about here? Like. The mascot really distracted you. Like, I understand it's an empty arena, but damn, son, like, what? That bothered like you? Stop worrying about that. Like, that's like, I, you know how, you know, Gerald, you know how you say Chris Paul does one or two things every game that make you laugh? Or, yeah. like, he just is just like, uh, 
if Chris Paul wasn't on our team, we'd probably hate his guts. I wonder if people feel like that about Devin Booker from from time to time because of how many times he complains about just about every single call. And then something like this, you're like, really? Like, why? They're trying to do. I have breaking news. Uh Kellen Olsen just tweeted out that Devin Booker said about the beef with the Raptors mascot, (laughs) quote, we hashed it out. We homies now. So they're good. It's fine, you guys. They're good. Don't worry about it. At least he gets it. He knows he's getting (laughs) roasted, and he knows the perfect way to get himself off the hook for it, too. Like, he he has a sense of humor about it, at least. If DA did that, everybody would melt down as to why he's a 70% free throw shooter. This is why. He can't focus. He doesn't know what's going on. Pay attention to the rim. That's what people would be saying about da right now i i have i i have a theory as to why he patched it up with the raptor you want to hear oh okay what's that drake is actually in that costume tonight because he wanted (laughs) in to see the game and that was the only way he could get in and then uh he let book know after the fact and he was like oh we're cool then you're drake you wore my jersey back a few years ago in phoenix we're cool Okay. <laughs> How amazing would that be if we found out that was the truth, right? Like I mean, when you find out a celebrity really was a character at Disneyland, like it would be really funny. And it honestly, it wouldn't shock me at all if Drake did do something like that because he's just goofy. Like he's got such <laughs> a goofy side to him. He does such silly things sometimes. So it really wouldn't surprise me at all if he tried to pull that off. But I don't know. I mean, Saul, you you don't think. You think it's a little goofy that Devin was being upset about that. But I kind of get it because I I think when you have a whole bunch of distractions around you, it's easier to block it out as a whole. But when it's one singular distraction, I wonder if it's a little bit harder to block that out. I mean, it's just it's like the refs. You know, we tell the uh, the refs not to have rabbit ears, right? Like, don't have rabbit ears. Like, stop listening to the crowd. Stop listening to players chirp at you. Like, just ref the game, right? And I feel like similar thing with Devin. Like, he's above that. He's just above that. Is he, though? I mean, if I he was know, above too. it, he wouldn't be I'd doing like to it. Think it. I'd like to think he was. I mean, <laughs> look, my thing is, like, I would have had a bigger problem with it if he had missed the free throw. If he missed the free throw and he's whining about the Raptor, then that looks really bad. But at least he made the free throws. That's all bring, I care about. Bring that last comment back up there, Shane. Book is just like any other light-skinned guy. Emotional. No offense, Saul. <laughs> Fuck you, Code. Like, <laughs> like hashtag Team Lightskin. I don't care. Oh, that's bullshit. Oh, <laughs> that's bullshit. no. Stop putting me back in, Shane. I want no. <laughs> that's most trying to get off this podcast right now that is funny hey that is pretty funny though hello in the chat said boker is gonna start beating up mascots like lopez that would actually be really funny i find that i don't think that devin is the right person for that but when he does it, it is hilarious. But just, just wait till like, you, that's like a Frank Kaminsky thing. You think you think every mascot in the league now isn't gonna stand right behind the basket and do that shit now? Every totally. single one from now yeah. on. They're gonna troll him as they should. Like I don't have a problem with people trolling him, but I also don't have a problem with him not like wanting him to be moved from that area. Look, if if I'm the mascot in Indy, I'm getting 10 foot long arms. And I'm it, waving them around what, behind the backboard. First of all, what is the mascot in Indy? Oh, I don't know. It's probably it's that weird, like blue panther thing, isn't it? Oh, 
Oh, you're right. It is that panther is thing, which makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. It's like a weird, like, blue panther looking thing with, like, orangish hair or something. Shouldn't, I can't remember. Shouldn't what it be like a car? Isn't a pacer like a car? Like, what yeah. the? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, our my, our mascot's a gorilla, so we can't. Yeah, really we don't really have much room to yeah, talk. True. There's a story behind it, but yes, it. I mean, but what are you gonna have a son? Like, <laughs> well, I'm sure they yeah. have a story behind it. Yeah, it's just as dumb in their eyes. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a good possibility. I've, I've always wanted the son from uh, from Semi Pro as the uh, mascot in Phoenix. You ever heard that? <laughs> giant just sun, Will, just Will Ferrell <laughs> in a giant sun costume. That'd be great. Oh my gosh. All right, guys, before we get to our final topic of the night, just kind of your biggest takeaways from tonight's win over the Raptors um, and just kind of what you think can maybe be learned from this one. In the first half, I was a little scared. I was a little scared because of the way this team was playing. I was like, have they, have they lost a little bit of, of, of it? Like, have they lost a little bit of it? But you could see them try to piece it back together um, as the game went on. Um, you know, they picked up their defensive intensity. That's that's their calling card. Like, they have to, you know, the, the better the defense is. Um, that I mean, that's just Phoenix Suns basketball right now. Is they're a defensive team uh, to me uh, more than they are a, a team that can blow you out by shooting a million threes, you know. So um, I, I was happy that they kind of grinded this game out. Um, the, the, hey, listen, the Raptors are a pesky team. Um, I thought they would only win by one. Uh, I think what was the final score was four. You guys were right. Look at that. Um, so, um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that this is a close game, but I'm happy to see how they evolved as the game went on. And even though the shots weren't dropping, they still found a way to get buckets. Um, and when you have Chris Paul and Devin Booker, Paul's going to be good. Yeah, I was yeah. I, I was worried till the end there. So I was <laughs> till uh, they're down one with like a minute and a half left, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm still worried here. And then Chris Paul, Devin Booker, a back to back buckets, and I went, the Bookman rule is still alive. I should just uh, always abide by by the good book. Yeah, I, I mean, aside from the offensive rebounding struggles, which is something they've you know not been great at all season long. Um, shout out Jay Crowder. I think he had shot like four for 20 in his last couple of games from three and he had a big night. He was their leading scorer, 19 points, uh, shot five of 11 from three. And then the other thing, not the biggest takeaway from the game, but something that again stood out to me because I wrote about it for uh, yesterday campaign. The Suns just, I brought this up last time too. The Suns need more from campaign. Like we talk about Chris Paul, maybe not having that same pop that he had last year. We talk about the Suns bench unit and, and how bad Landry Shamit has been, but like they need more from campaign, especially if they want to give Chris Paul a little more rest and save him for a deep playoff run. He was a team worst minus 12 tonight, four points, two of five shooting, not his worst game. But like, if you look at all the numbers that I dove into on the article that I wrote, he has really struggled just across the board this year. They need a lot more from him. And it's tough to see whether this is, you know, whether we're due from some progression to the mean or whether last year was more closer to a fluke that he might not be able to replicate this year. I hope that it's the, you know, the more optimistic outlook, but we're going to see they need more from campaign right now. How, how, what the hell did they practice for three hours on yesterday? If it wasn't <laughs> rebounding, like, cause they got, they, they, they got kind of abused on the boards with, against Miami too. Like what, what, what are we doing here? Let's go. It obviously wasn't, uh, you know, performing in front of only uh, mascots. That was definitely not what they practiced. So. 
I mean, they probably didn't fully practice practice for three hours. It was probably more like an hour long practice and then two hours of guys hanging back doing different things with uh, different coaches, if we're being honest. But yeah, not to it was, be too it was literal there. It was a lot of shooting and, and reconditioning for some of the guys that have been out based on what Monty said. But yeah, they they had like a short practice, like an hour, and then guys just stuck around, kept shooting, kept working. So, All right, guys, it's time to take your shot presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. So COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Saul, tell us what our shot of the night is. I mean, if you can't if you can't look at that arena and not understand <laughs> not understand where we are in this uh, in this world, uh, then uh, I don't know what to tell you. You know, like listen, we all have our feelings about the vaccination and all this other stuff, but you know, taking your shot is probably the it is the most effective way to to combat the virus. And uh, if you don't believe it, look in Canada because they shut everything down because of it. So uh, I just thought that that was probably the best way to go about uh the only time we're ever going to take advantage of a of an empty arena hopefully this year it just happens to be north of the border uh they shut down things because they were uh, a little little concerned about where the pandemic was going and so get your shot take advantage of it yeah, yeah look it's free the the suns the suns couldn't box out tonight but you can box the covid virus out by by getting that shot keep it away from you and your family and your friends just box it out you know get that shot and one more time COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. All right, guys, we are going to have our random topic of the night here. Because this kind of got brought up earlier this week. The All-Star Games, our uh, All-Star Game is just a couple weeks away and Saul, I believe it was you who mentioned that it would be kind of fun to have our own PHNX Suns All-Star Contest. So with that, what kind of contest do you guys think that we should be participating in here? What do you, what do you think you would be good at compared to the rest of us and, and all the things? Listen, like we have to understand like all four of us have different skill sets. So this has to be on a very base level for all of us to compete in. So like, we're not going to go like on a, we're not going to say, Hey, let's go dunk on nine foot hoops uh, and do a, a slam dunk contest because you know, that leaves, you know, Lindsay and Espo out. Uh, I'm going to assume, <laughs> I'm going to assume your, your vertical is not above like 20 right now. Linz, is it? Have you ever dunked <laughs> on a nine foot hoop? No. Okay. I, I assume that. So I was like, okay, cool. I don't so, appreciate don't the assumption months. though. Oh. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> I I made this I made the same assumption about Espo, but actually you did dunk on it. Was it a nine foot hoop or was it an eight foot hoop? I I that was an eight, but I actually I actually hung on the ten foot rim back in the day. It ain't happening now, but yeah, I could nice. jump back in. Can the you day. still touch a ten foot rim? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look at a Nerf hoop and I go. I'm getting a little too uh, tired to even try that. All right, like it's a, we should bring in one of those Fisher Price hoops if we're doing a dunk contest. All right. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so like this, this has to be some simple 
you know, ex easily executable things for all of us to be able to take advantage and compete against each other in, because I'm certainly not getting into a writing contest or a verbal contest with Lindsay or whatever Espo's good at. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so let's even the playing field. And uh, so my first thing was we're just going to go old school and uh, we'll get a Nerf hoop and we'll just play horse. Somebody had mentioned that on, on Twitter. I was like, ah, oh, I kind of like that. Yeah, mini Simple. hoop course okay. challenge. Yeah. I like that idea. Okay. Hey, also, if you guys have ideas, drop them in the comments. Yeah. Let us know if you guys have some fun ideas uh, for us. I think for me, I'm going to go on N64 competition because I feel like I could crush you guys in some Which Nintendo game? 64. Uh, GoldenEye, Snowboard Kids, Mario Kart. What you want to no. play? No, if it's not Mario a sports Kart. game, I'm out. You Mario go Kart. GoldenEye, I'm screwed. I'll just stand in the middle of the screen, spin around and fire until I'm dead. So I would wreck all of you in some GoldenEye for sure. I like... Uh, it's interesting. I never played 64, so yeah, you probably win that. <laughs> I, I like Mr. Anderson in the, uh, on Twitter said karaoke contest. I, I could... I could see us having a little fun with uh, some karaoke. Yeah, because thinking. you actually can sing. Me? Yeah. No, I can't. Um, we saw it in the. Have you heard Six Kids? Video. Yeah, yeah. That, that was awful. <laughs> that was awful and auto-tuned. Let me make that very clear. <laughs> DJ Father uh, coming up big there. Why does Jesse Freeman want to play Gerald in one-on-one? I'll pay I to see know. that. I'm down. I'd be down. What? I mean, we're pretty. We're both pretty tall. I feel like it'd be a fun matchup. Well, I mean, I want in on this. I just yeah. can't <laughs> you guys, I feel like you guys sleep on my athletic ability just because I'm a little chubby. Like, I don't, I feel like well, no, it's, 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 well, you played pound, back in poundist. the day too, right? It's poundist. You played. Is that a thing? Fattest? So you, poundist? What is poundist? Yeah. What? Like ageist, <laughs> sexist, you hate fat poundist. People, you hate fat people. That's poundist. I love that fattest. Saul's trying to, trying to plant the flag as if he's the fat guy on this show. I take offense to that, Saul. I just get slept on so much. I don't appreciate it. I mean, can we just like, can we do one where we just chug a beer? Can that be a contest? Oh, you're screwed. Well, I, I would be out. Why, Linz? You can't chug a beer? I'm allergic to alcohol, you guys. I can't drink. What? What? Yeah. Like, for real, for real? No, she's yeah. just making that up. Like, Shut up, Espo. Maybe it's certain kinds of alcohol, you dick. So no, it's it's really weird. I was fine until like through college, I was totally fine. And then when I got out of college, my body just started reacting badly too. First it was booze. And then I was like, all right, fine. I'll just drink beer and wine. And then it was wine. And then it was beer. And then my, all my doctors are basically like, it's a slight allergy. So you can either power through it and be really uncomfortable, or you can just stop drinking. And I was like, well, I don't oh. want to be uncomfortable, so I guess I'll just stop drinking. Oh, like, I'm not going to die, or, but it's not fun. Or even funner, what if we all just took edibles and then we had to play <laughs> stupid games? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's do it. You oh, know what? You know what? Oh, I got it. I got it right here. You talked about Mario Kart. We have a parking garage. And oh, what if we got <laughs> tricycles and we started at the top and yes. we had to make it all the way down to the bottom? Yes. No. Yes. Nobody's there on a Saturday. Nobody. That'll be perfect. Oh, I yes. mean, that would yeah. actually be really funny. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, MCG no. Blue, you have the same thing that I do. That's crazy. And also, thank you, Shane, for knowing things about me when my co-hosts don't even know. I had Mr. no Shane idea. Is the best. I had no idea. Did, I'm just did anyone else legitimately that. have this idea? I had no idea. Yes, I, I had no idea. I remembered. 
so we're never going to get drunk together as a as a podcast but we can get high (laughs) (laughs) but but the good thing is we can get drunk and we have a designated driver but here's the thing now that i don't drink i want to go home early you guys know this so if if the car is leaving at 12 you're either in it and you're going home or you're getting left behind if dj father is playing at in vegas we go (laughs) and we turn it up and you got to be there what casino would DJ Father uh, play at? Let's be honest. Circus Circus, of course. No, even Circus Circus goes, that's just, we can't have Dr. or DJ Father at, at Circus Circus. Uh, I, I, Too I'm, many kids. I'm headlining the days in uh, on, uh, in March. <laughs> the Motel 6 right across the street from T-Mobile. Let's go. Oh my, oh my gosh, God. blessings, Father or DJ Father, Father DJ, DJ. Father. I really thought, DJ Lindsay, you're gonna say, you know, like uh, I was okay, and then one day back in college, I like I drank, and then like that night, I just was like throwing up a lot. I was like, yeah, it's called a hangover. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it was like a subtle progression. It was super, super shitty. Um, it's funny. I don't. Who was it in the? Monica said Lindsay paid her dues early. Wow, how much did you drink then? I mean. I feel like I drank like the same amount that anybody in college, like the average college kid drank. I don't know, but I did work as a bartender. So maybe I drank a little bit more than the rest so of like us. A lot. I have no idea. Yeah, like a lot more for a I lot never, cheaper than any of us. Listen, I never got to the point where my eyeballs were yellowing. So at least I wasn't there. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Manuel in the chat just said, didn't you just come back from Mexico? What the fuck did you do there? Enjoy the scenery? <laughs> okay, come on. There's so much more to do there than just drink. That's limiting the amount of fun things that you can do down there. Oh, if you need a, if you need suggestions, let me know. I'll, I'll give you. But seriously, suggestions. like the tricycle challenge, that sounds good, right? That is perfect. I love hey, that. I'm Chris wants us to, wants us to do edibles and then do the tricycle challenge. Oh. That sounds like an awful idea. Oh no, we just as long as we have somebody blocking off the parking garage, I'm not trying to get hit by a car on a yeah. tricycle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to get run over. Sorry, I that's part, you guys. That's part you of guys it. suck. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. We're gonna get stuffed turtles that we can throw at people. It's gonna be great. It'll be just like Mario Kart. (laughs) We can play the Dunder Mifflin games. Ooh. Oh yes. Like Flunkerton. I'd be down for that. Let's go. We are doing this all-star week. We are we're we're down. We're 100 percent doing this. Yeah. So if you guys come up with any other fun ideas that you think would be good for us, uh just send us a tweet. Or hit us up in the Discord if you're a member. Whatever communication you want to use, just let us know. <laughs> Email us at sons at uh, gophnx.com, too, if you want. That, too. I think somebody checks that email, right, Saul? Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, well, they do now. <laughs> All right, guys. Anything else you'd like to talk about from tonight's game or just uh, anything in life in general? There was a game tonight? Yeah. And the Suns <laughs> won. What? Shane, can you uh, can you throw up that graphic? We have photographic proof that I was right tonight. Look at that. Drake as the rafter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you text Shane during the show yes, to make yeah, that? Of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. Because we've got the best producer of any show. He'll do the stupid things I ask. <laughs> Shout out to you, Shane. We appreciate you. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. 
Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Uh, don't forget to check out gophnx.com. Please consider becoming a member today because your membership will get you access to our members-only Discord. It'll get you access to written what? content, special video content, um, not just about the Suns, but about all of the Valley teams. So if you're looking for more specific to Suns, you've got plenty there. If you're looking for other teams as well, we've got you covered there too. So head on over to gophnx.com and become a member today. Hold on. And if you hold on, I'm almost done. And if you <laughs> sign up today, you'll either get a free t-shirt from the PHNX locker or your first month for just 50 cents. Okay, go ahead, Saul. <laughs> Chris Melton just said in the chat, yes, and Saul can play prison mic. What about <laughs> me tells you that I would play prison mic? Prison Mike has Espo written all over it. Like, a million, he almost even has the voice of Prison Mike. Like, what are you talking about? Chris, I'm so disappointed in your uh, choice. Also, person I think Leah, I think I'm dead to Leah based on all the Canada slander and then calling Shane the best producer. She gave me an all caps, <laughs> excuse me. So I, I think I'm in trouble. Yeah. All right, you guys good on that one? Did you get that out of your system? Sure, sure. <laughs> sure, Mom Lindsay. We're good. Right. Uh, she definitely was like, wait a minute until I finish. And then she said the thing. <laughs> I am still speaking. Thank you. Excuse me. I'm not a mom, but apparently tonight I got mom vibes. But, you know, whatever it takes to wrangle you guys in. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another PHNX post-game show. It was fun hanging out with you in the VIP lounge tomorrow. We will be live here on our YouTube channel at 2 p.m. So mark your calendars, schedule a little bit of a late lunch, and come hang out with us. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald on Twitter at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul on Twitter at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there because he's got to fit the love for Tory Craig he has because he's wearing the Tory hat today. Uh, this is Tory Pines there, eh, people. Close enough. And you can follow Espo on Twitter at Espo. Espo, you want to send us home? Remember, being a mom is a very hard job, so don't slander <laughs> them in the chat. Ahoy, ahoy, everybody.